Listener Production. Like finding that op shop bargain. Ka-ching. These boys come pre-worn and maybe need a wash. Oh my word! It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, how much would you pay for one of the world's most extravagant vibrators? Good morning to you too. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know, but didn't Frank Ocean bring out a? a $35,000 ring for your genitals recently? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this one, there was one for $14,000, a Swarovski one that got <laughs> stolen from a uh, from a Texas shop just recently. Crystal encrusted. A tech sex shop. A high-tech, good-spec sex shop. <laughs> In Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the thieves, apparently they just ram-raided the joint. They, they this, this particular... Okay, you didn't see Alex's face when I just said that, so I don't know if that's appropriate or not. This particular... Um, I'm allowed to make whatever face I need to at you off air, Matt. It doesn't, this particular doesn't need to make the podcast. Vibrator was made for their little um sex museum that they've got in this store. And, uh, and yeah, they, they loaded up heaps, heaps of goods and made off with it. So... I don't know whether it's going to pop up on the black market, maybe. Mm. You know, marketplace, secondhand <laughs> stores. But yeah, it's definitely happening. It's so weird that it'd be the most expensive crystal pleasure machine you can get, but it'd still take like double A batteries. <laughs> well, I think, I wonder if it's the USB powered now. I'm not sure whether they can kind of plug it in that way. I'm not up to with all of the technology when it comes to mm. uh, self pleasure. But uh, they took the cash register Back as well. Back in my day. <laughs> but look, uh, anyway, so if you if someone rolls up to you in a truck, you know, opens up the back of the truck and says, Oi, check it out. I've got a crystal encrusted one-of-a-kind museum piece Swarovski crystal, you know, vibrator, mm. then you know where it came from, okay? Well, there you go. That's the benefit of downloading this uh, on-demand breakfast show that we call Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Keeps you up to date with uh, the new goods that could be hitting the black market. Yeah, that's right. But we've also got lots to chat about today. Uh, there's a question that I saw dividing the internet, mm-hmm. Alex Dyson, and divided some of our listeners too when we asked on, on Instagram. So uh, we're going to be diving into that contentious topic very we've, shortly. We've also got a very big interview with these guys. That's right, Northeast Party House. We're going to be joining us. We've got Zach on the line giving us a good insight into uh, what they've been up to, including who is the cranky boy referenced in their brand new song. Let's jump straight into it. Hey, this is Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Now, Matt, during our mailbag segment last week, we had a little bit of a chat about the phenomenon of end of last year of school jumpers, mm. which is the playground of the rat bag, where you try and get um, a few funny nicknames on the back of your jersey. Mm. Now, my sister um, graduated significantly, you know, earlier than me in life. And um, it's interesting that you're the same age as well. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she was allowed to have Ray. Her name's Rachel, but she was able to have Ray on her R A Y R A E, right? Okay. 
And, um, and so I was excited to be creative as well, you know, have a fun nickname or something. Did anyone call her Ray? I think that was part of, you know, her, her sure. schooling life. I would have gone with, had I had the option, um, had the, uh, the, the iron fist of, uh, of, you know, school Jersey, um, patrolling hadn't uh, clamped down on us. Sure. I, would have... I mean, back in the day, you could put bloody anything <laughs> on a school jumper. Mate, I, I would have gone with, if I had the option, I had to go with my actual name. Matt. O- O'Kine. Or just O'Kine on the back. I wanted to go with Maddie O. <laughs> Maddie O. Yeah. Maddie a little bit too... hyphen O-H with an exclamation, oh, you know. you know. I Maddie mean, I was in a boat. <laughs> Maddie, oh, I was in a boy <laughs> band, remember? That's true. So I wanted that, but no, there was no chance. It just had to be Okine. Well, in my year 12 one, it had a polar fleece. I had it on the front. I had my name is Alex across the front. I like right. literally had it written, my name is Alex. Just what did other jersey. people have? Just Alex. But just you their had name my, without my name. spelling it out. <laughs> and what about on the back? Did you have anything on the back? No, our year didn't have back ones. It was all sort of front breasts pocket sort oh. of position. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, to be completely honest. I think the back makes me, you know, feel a bit more sporting team like, but a little uh, bit sporty. It's fine. Um, but we asked you what's um what's slipped through the net, what it what made it on the back, what weren't you allowed to have on the back of your school jerseys? And I tell you what, we got a lot of feedback. A lot that I don't even know whether we can say, to be <laughs> honest. No, I refuse to be like those killjoy <laughs> teachers who wouldn't let a little bit of harmless fun out there because of bloody censorship. Oh, yeah, okay. So do you think this is normal? Benji wrote in and said, the jizz made it on the back of a leavers jumper at school. Do you think Do you think maybe the teachers were right Actually, for a yeah, second? Right, probably the jizz is <laughs> not ideal to be associated with. Wait, how did the jizz get through? Did they think it was the jazz? I don't know. Something? Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was uh, someone was called Jeremy and they thought that, like, the, the yeah. jizz. Instead of jezza, jizza. Yeah, may- maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a New Zealand thing. <laughs> maybe they thought it was the rapper DJ Jizzy Jeff um, was on there. Dan- Dan says uh, two girls at school wanted to get Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, the teacher said no to Tweedledum. Well, yeah, fair enough. I guess that that's, uh, that may be perceived as as ableist. Maybe it, uh, would they, if Alice in Wonderland was made a reboot nowadays, would they get rid of that? I don't know. I actually don't know. Mm. Do you know what? There's probably a lot more about Alice in Wonderland that we're not. You know, like yeah, would a caterpillar smoking the the, <laughs> the peace pipe there? <laughs> Uh, make it through for the kiddies. Who knows? Eating out there, eating mushrooms. Yeah, there's actually there's a lot. There's a lot from that film. Unbelievable. Pat says a tall girl at my school had the greater than sort of symbol, like the little um, arrow. Like the a greater beat. than six foot HMU. Hit me up if you're over six foot. Hit me up. The assistant principal at a Catholic high school dropped the ball on that one. So there you go. Well, it's a little, mean, little bit of trawling You've got to assume jersey. if the name involves symbols that it's not the, like, you'd be like, is this Elon mm. Musk's child or <laughs> are they trying to just send a message that I'm not aware of? Tash yeah. said I had Tash and Pop, like Passion Pop, uh, but then everyone started calling me Tash on top. <laughs> so... Kids are good, eh? Kids are real oh, creative. They really are, Mel. Um, Big Willie got rejected. His name was William and he was tall. Uh, we actually called him that as a nickname all the time. But alas, 
uh, the big rejected sign. Sam said Mophead was rejected. I had long hair they didn't approve of and didn't want me advertising it. Yeah. I mean, schools don't allow long hair, so they're probably a pretty short lease. Why that not? Are we still living in a because time where boys need to have short hair? Are you meant to learn Pythagoras <laughs> theorem, Matt, when your hair is the hypotenuse? <laughs> Bryony said, my friend Remy somehow got REM job approved on her jumper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> R-E-M-Y, shortened to REM job approved on the jumper. Bron said, uh, this is a different Bron. Not producer Bron. <laughs> Not producer Bron. Said, a guy I went to school with had the surname Bates. He got away with Master Bates on his jumper. <laughs> Bravo. That's very well done because it is a big discrepancy between the formality of the title and uh, what it's actually referring to. When he actually asked to get Master Bates on, the person printing said, oh, beat it. <laughs> hey, Master Bates, beat it. I'm up. I'm standing <laughs> in the studio for that one. What about this? He asked for Master Bates. On uh, on his school jumper, and when they said no, he said, "Oh, wait, is this a is this a school jersey? I thought it was a school jerky." Oh, oh, should have left it. Should have left it on top. You either die a hero or live long enough to be the villain. And I tell you, man, a guy kept pushing it to the edge. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, Bronwyn Doizak, the countdown is on to your big official day, or well, it's the unofficial day, isn't it? Yeah, I've already had my big day. This is the day for everyone else. Everyone okay. else's big day. Yeah, sure. Bron, so, our producer, got married, but haven't had the official family party yet. Yeah, so. you eloped. You you actually eloped the, in the most traditional sense of the word. Ran away, got married, and now you've uh, you've come back, and and you want to um. You want, to, you want to celebrate with your friends and fam? Yes. But the big question here, Bron, and it's a question that I've got to tell you, from what I saw on a particular Twitter thread last night, the question is going to destroy families, <laughs> tear friendships apart, all right? Mm-hmm. This is the sort of stuff that could give you a whole season's worth of uh, of plot lines if Neighbours was still around. Are you telling me there's two types of people in this world? <laughs> <laughs> Children at weddings. Bron, tell us, are you pro or against children at your wedding? At my wedding? Is your wedding going to be R18 plus, Bron? Mm. No kids at my wedding. No. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, Bron, I, th- oh, I honestly boy. thought that, okay, this was just me. I like, I, I'm, I was purely supposing here, mm-hmm. uh, if that is even the right way to say it. I was just hy- hypothesizing. I was guessing, whatever. Suppository. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to assume. Suppository, I and think I, it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> I was just guessing. Usually I pull things out of my ass, but yes, no. I, this, uh, <laughs> I was just pulling this thought out of my ass. But but what I was what I was going to assume is okay. The reason why you're even having the family and friends affair is because uh, you know you were getting some pressure from the uh, Eastern European parents, mm. mm-hmm. right? And family. 
I was thinking, I was picturing Nonna's in your ear, mm. you know. What is it, Omar? What's the, what's the granddad's name? I, I go by Nanna and Nanno. Okay, Nanna and Nonna are in your <laughs> ear. You got mum and dad in your ear. What's going on? Why aren't we invited? So then you've got to bring the whole family. And I'm assuming, right, mm. again, could be stereotypical. Don't even know if it's racist. I'm assuming <laughs> big family, okay? Yes. yes. So then all the extended relos have got mm. to be inv- invited on this. And then not even that. The extended relatives, like, best friends. You don't even know, like, oh, mm. but what about Maria's mm. friend from high school who we always used to catch the bus home with? Can't <laughs> She's got to come, and she's got 16 kids that have to come along. Yeah. Right? Is there a bit of that going on? Yes, there was. When we were getting the, the guest list together, there was a lot of, okay, well, you have to invite my old work friends you haven't seen in, <laughs> from my parents from, like, 50 years ago. Your mum right, and dad's so work friends. <laughs> from, from decades the, ago the, the who I haven't seen. The fact that your parents' daughter is now married <laughs> is a cause for celebration with their old workmates. <laughs> and I I don't expect Sophia to invite me and Alex to, you know, your, <laughs> to her wedding. You I know. tell you what, if, if Bron and I do not get an invite to your <laughs> three-year-old daughter's wedding... I'm going to be very upset. You know what else happened? My nunna actually told people they were invited when they weren't. Oh. (laughs) So, Bron, did you have to disinvite people? Well, they weren't invited in the first place. I just (laughs) never said anything to them, and she told them that they were invited when they haven't been, and I don't know what's happening in that end. I'm, I'm, you know, excusing myself from that conversation. Well, look, you've got to tell her, okay, listening, you listening, you have to tell us. About your wedding invite dramas, well, you, okay? Oh, because that's, that's a big one. Because that is a completely different topic to what I'm talking about. The, the no children policies wedding, someone said, okay, this is what happened on Twitter. Someone said, probably going to get slated for this, but people are perfectly entitled to request no children at their weddings. All right. 10,000 retweets later, a <laughs> couple of hundred K likes, and people were mad. Um, well, I say, yeah, they are entitled. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't. <laughs> Invite children is an entire. So I would have, of- before having kids, I would have absolutely been like, nah, I don't want little kids there. Mm. Why would I want little kids ruining the day? They're annoying. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. But having kids now, I'm like, well, actually- I want to be invited to things. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what about me? No, because one, it's difficult to find, okay, you're already forking out <laughs> hundreds for a present, mm-hmm. right? Outfits. Sometimes you got to travel for the destination, right? Then on top of that, you got to get not just a couple of hours babysitter. We're talking like hour upon hour, full mm. eight hours worth of babysitting, which is going to be about 200 bucks, 250 bucks. So you're just bleeding money out the wazoo, mm. right? Or you have to go home early at like 8 p.m. when everyone's just starting to do, you know, the Macarena. So oh, I can just picture Mac walking out early of, of something. Oh, well, and then the thing is. I would love at a wedding if you like left with your kid, then you did what you did at um, the all day breakfast live show where we had our first birthday at Comedy Republic <laughs> where Matt's like, oh, I got an early flight, I should go. Then comes back in later and goes, You know what? Stuff that. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Another beer, please. I believe I was actually saying you only live once. Yeah. You'll never, I'll never regret spending more time with my friends. Let's have yeah. another one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so so anyways look it has split it, mm. it has split opinions on that like and I and I have to admit I was surprised by how many people 
had an opinion on this on at matt.n.alex on our Instagram page because we always put questions out right, there. Let's hear from the No Kids gang. Adam, as a parent, I'm 100% for no kids at weddings. It lets the parents have fun without constantly being on Agreed. edge. Okay, I, I am, I'm going to a wedding very soon where I don't, where I'm, we're not taking our daughter. Mm -hmm. But I have to admit, and I will openly admit this, for this to happen, we are getting Belinda's mum down from Ballina. So it's like it's like a $300 commitment. Jeez, you're flying in the babysitter <laughs> yes, from, exactly. from up north. Anna says, I'm planning a wedding now. If we said bring your kids, it would cost an extra three grand. Yeah. <laughs> Angie says, parents deserve a night off and it's a couple's decision. At our wedding, we didn't have kids and we lost a family friend of 30 years because of the decision. <laughs> <laughs> Taj. I reckon it's a sneaky way to cull the guest list if you're being cheap. Oh, Taj. <laughs> Maybe there is a middle ground there because you, you look at weddings and you see some kids when they come, they have jobs. You're right. Mm. Um, you've got the ring bearer. Yeah. You've got the flower girls yeah, the flower or girl whatever. You're walking, walking down, down there. The aisle, yeah. Maybe you could sort of take that idea but just apply it to every kid where every kid has a job. You know, some of them could be out doing the dishes, you know. Yes. Maybe so that brings the cost down a little bit. Exactly. You've got a little... Say, excuse me, <laughs> why is my drink empty, Reuben? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring the champers. Yeah, you got a little dish pig out the, <laughs> out the back scrubbing the pots and pans. Yeah, if they can't reach the sink, one's got to go on the shoulders, you know? And then Trench they can. Coat. Yeah. Done. <laughs> um, so... Well, the debate will rage on, but uh, until then, Bron, um, we look forward to seeing there. I don't have kids myself, so I'll just act like a child at your wedding. How about that? <laughs> You're off the list. <laughs> <laughs> On All Day Breakfast, it is now time to chat to a man who has been making me dance for almost a decade now, I would say. Uh, they're back with an incredible new single that maintains uh, the recent dance floor filth we've come to expect from these guys. It's called Cranky Boy. It sounds like this. It is the unmistakable sounds of Northeast Party House, and we're very lucky to have Zach on Zoom with us right now. G'day, Zach. Hey, boys. How are we going? Well, I mean, I'm a bit confused because it was supposed to be yourself and Sean, uh, one of your yeah. band members, uh, usually behind the synths. But um, where's Sean? I mean, I'm actually, I'm not going to lie, I'm not 100% sure exactly where <laughs> he is, but he's currently touring with Shouse, I think, in Ibiza. Um, rubbing shoulders with Gweta and Jason Statham. So oh. he's uh, doing it better than us. <laughs> I think we've all got a friend who's rocking Europe at the moment, just uh. making everyone jealous. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a rude time. Look, I've got to admit as well, I also was just over there. Oh, so you're one of them. You're one of I'm these one of crumbs who's been just posting cool photos of some, what, Greek beach? Is that where you were? Where, where were you? And what were you doing? Yeah. Well, I, I was on holiday, um, so went on with yeah with my partner. We hit Sicily, we hit uh, Greece, we hit Mallorca. Um, it was awesome. But you deserved a bit of a uh, getaway to some good weather because you guys played Splendor in the Grass this year. I couldn't believe it was your first true. Splendor. Is that is that true? I know. That's absolutely yeah, no, amazing. It's true. It was so wet. Everyone, you know, like you keep seeing it. Everyone was like, "It's so bad. It's so bad." It was so bad. Um, <laughs> were, were you guys there? 
It was so I was mad. there. I, I was there. Yeah. And look, I mean, it had its moments when the blue sky came out and people were enjoying it. But mm. yeah, you I mean we were we are talking shin deep in actual liquid mud, like not not I, a bit squelchy, like your ankle disappeared in in water, brown water. Yeah, legit. Like like, like the amount of times I nearly like went for a dive into it was like. It was ridiculous. What did you see from stage? Do you remember seeing it like an image that's just been burned into your head? I'd say the worst moment was uh, we thought it'd be an amazing idea to bring out these big giant balls. Um, if you've seen any of like the live footage, we just dropped a uh, like a live video of Cranky Boy. There's a little plug for you. <laughs> um, but uh, right. there's these big, big clear balls, and um, we were like, yeah, what a what a fun thing to launch. Um, and I guess the idea is they're filled with confetti and they bounce around and eventually they pop and then you get like a little shower of confetti, which makes everyone kind of go, woo. Um, but these <laughs> ones just like didn't pop. And <laughs> what we didn't think about was that like it's really muddy. And so people had like fallen over or whatever and then they've got mud on their hands. All the balls <laughs> hit the floor and then they've gone back up. And like we had no idea, but we started copying some like messages in the DMs from people being like, never bring those balls back because you have these like giant <laughs> muddy balls flying towards people and people are trying to like get them off so we think yeah. know, they're having an amazing time pushing them back up you know, but, um, just get yeah, this mud away like, from me as a, this projectile is coming along it's landing on their head and muddying yeah. up their yeah. hair well, and stuff. Like, at least it Bring wasn't as sort of misguided as idea of Woodstock 99 who brought out 100,000 candles <laughs> um, at the final and everyone just used them to set fire to things if um, you've seen the Netflix documentary. <laughs> so, so Not that bad. Not that bad. Let's talk about Cranky Boy. Let's dive into the, the why, the Cranky Boy. Um, is it an ode to or is it sort of almost like a diss track to some of the characters you find on a uh, late night dance floor? Yeah, on it, like there was no particular intention behind it I guess initially it was just like we kind of found ourselves just like freestyling and being silly and and yelling and and being dumb and kind of found like fell upon this stupid kind of idea of being like uh cool at cranky boy and then I guess it just kind of evolved and yeah as you said I guess the character is kind of this um I think we've all seen them they're kind of uh aggressive not that nice kind of ruins the vibe and i think we felt like it was a fun kind of way of talking about it and without being too um making them cranky like (laughs) correct yeah (laughs) so zach uh tell us about um this text line as well that you released for cranky boy because alex dice and i having worked at a uh you know national youth broadcaster we are Mm. very familiar with the text line yeah um what sort of responses were you getting with uh you know people texting in to your text line honestly they were all gross they were gross (laughs) like they were like so bad it was one of those the intention was the intention was really there and like you know again like we really like being able to engage with our fans we feel like people texted you some muddy balls didn't they (laughs) (laughs) no no muddy balls it was worse like worse (laughs) Oh, dude, I remember like, when I um, texted, like, on my very first Hottest 100, and I mentioned something about send us, like, pictures of your snags and sausage sizzles and stuff. <laughs> oh, bro. 
I would have, I could have even handled just a dick in some bread. Yeah. But instead, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. sausages coming out of people's assholes and stuff. Like, what are you doing? It was so bad. Tomato sauce all everywhere. Like I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Matt and I sick, were the first um, radio duo to jump on board Snapchat. We had the Matt and Alex Snapchat the first time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I tell you what, some unspeakable horrors. <laughs> and I tell you what, whenever I get to a um, Northeast Party House show, I have the best. Time and you've got a few big ones coming up, including the 27th of August at Northcote Theatre in Melbourne, hitting the 15th uh, of October in Cowra as well, which would be pretty pretty cool, as well as a few festivals, Ooh. Factory Summer in Perth on the 15th of December and New Year's Eve on yeah. the Hill as well. Man, it will be heaps and heaps of fun. Hopefully we'll see you in the flesh at one of these gigs very, very soon. Would absolutely love that. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having us on, and sorry, Sean, he couldn't make it. Yeah, I was going to say, say <laughs> thanks right. to Sean. For, um... It would be funny if he comes in and suddenly we're interviewing Sean and Northeast Party House and David Guetta at the same time. That would be great. Yeah, almost, it, we, we almost could have broke the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. Good luck with the shows. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Yeah, that brings us to the end of another episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much to Zach from Northeast Party House for joining us. And shout-outs uh, to Sean, who's probably listening to the podcast live from Ibiza, or downloaded the MP3 and is playing it in, like, the Passion Nightclub right now. <laughs> Shout-out on the dance floor! <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Keep an eye on our Instagram for all the questions that we like to ask you, and we'll see you again tomorrow. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.